Hello and welcome back to to the Infinity Saga and Beyond. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and I have our co-host here for the WandaVision recaps, Casey McGeorge. How's it going, everybody? Glad to be back. Sorry about last week. It's okay. Uh, let Let's clear that up again here uh, for people that may not have. You know, sometimes people uh, may may have skipped an episode, but we recorded a great episode, about an hour and a half episode. <laughs> Uh, uh, recapping episode five, and then uh, there was some audio issues, so I actually had to re-record that. But uh, but you know, other than that, it's all good. It's good to have Casey back here for the home stretch of episodes we have. And uh, your your football team is world champions. How's it feel? Oh man, it feels great. I haven't had this feeling since two thousand two. When I was in Iraq and they won, or getting ready to go in Iraq and they won, uh, I was expecting a close game. I was expecting a great game. It was a blowout, but I was not. I was not unhappy with said blowout. No, yeah, I, I remember the two times that the Ravens have been in the Super Bowl. The first time against the Giants was a blowout, and that was great. You know, when you're a fan, you don't want any doubt. You know, and then in the second time we we it was a blowout till the power went out in the stadium and then it started coming the 49ers started coming back so uh, yeah that one was really weird like i think there was some i mean i can't say for sure but yeah there was some shenanigans going on with that new orleans has hosted how many events and all of a sudden the power goes out in the superdome during a blowout Mm. yeah yeah, it was a little fishy, but you know what? The Ravens pulled that one out, so I was happy with that. But it, it seemed to have been going that way where I was like, oh, every time we're in the Super Bowl, we're just going to blow out the other team. That would be great. Um, today we're recapping WandaVision Episode 6, which is uh, called All New Halloween Spooktacular, written by Chuck Hayward and Peter Cameron, directed by Matt Shackman. It premiered February 12th, 2021 on Disney Plus with the theme song by Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez and the score by Christoph Beck. As usual, here is the synopsis for you. Disturbances on Halloween separate Wanda from Vision, who looks into anomalous activity in Westview. What was your initial thoughts on this one, Casey? Wow. Um... I wasn't sure what to expect. I saw that this was going to be a Halloween episode and we were going to get their classic costumes, you know, in this episode. So I was kind of curious how they were going to do that. Um, I think they pulled that off nicely as we'll get to. Um, I like the tension and there was, there was one point usually, usually I watch on my couch and I'm, I'm, I live by myself single so usually i lay on my couch have a blanket on me and i'm just kind of laying there chilling watching the show 
there was a point in this episode where I had to get up and sit up straight on my couch because it, it I don't want to say it took a turn, but things went kind of weird. And from that point, I was like, I like, I can't miss anything whatsoever that happens from this point on. If that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 it does. Um, my initial thought here, I, I, the first time I watched this one, I actually probably thought it was the weakest of the season so far. Um, I thought a lot better about it on my rewatch and not saying that I didn't like it. You know, I did enjoy it. Every episode of WandaVision has been great for me, but it was just so far. I think this one might be my least favorite. Um, I feel like the the aesthetic didn't land as much as some of the other ones. Uh, of course, this was uh, we'll we'll get into it here because the first <clears throat> the first bit it opens up with actually is uh, the theme song. There's no cold open, just right into the theme song, and it's a uh, very Malcolm in the Middle type style. This uh, was the get... most '90s thing yes. I have ever seen between. The Malcolm in the Middle uh, intro, the extreme shark commercial that we'll get to later. Yeah, like this was this was pure and peak nineties. <laughs> uh, you, you watch Family Guy at all? Yeah, yeah. There was an episode a couple seasons ago where uh, Chris was failing history or something, so they brought him with Stewie's time machine uh, to go back and see a bunch of these things from history to help him out. And there was one point where uh, they, they went and they said, well, this is all the 90s was. And it was like a dude with a hoodie and he was doing the running man to a certain song. I can't even think of the name of the song. And Chris was like, this is this is the entire 90s. And both Ryan and Stewart were like, yeah, pretty much. This is the 90s. <laughs> this episode was the 90s. It was. It was. Uh, even though what's funny is Malcolm in the Middle didn't start till 2000, but... It did have, you know, a lot of these type of shows started kind of popping up in like the later 90s uh, where you get uh, kind of the, uh, you know, the non-studio audience comedies really started popping up more frequently around that time. Now that I, now that, now that I think about it, uh, Malcolm in the Middle might have been the first sitcom I remember watching where they kind of Address, like broke the fourth wall and would address the audience on a regular basis. Obviously, there was Saved by the Bell where Zach would do that occasionally. Yeah, but that that was that was that was an occasional thing. But I, I mean, I could be wrong. But so Malcolm in the Middle is the first one I really remember where Malcolm would do that on a regular basis, and that um, and I definitely got that with the, with the kids in this. Yeah. By the way, Malcolm in the Middle, very underrated. Uh, comedy uh, not a lot of people talk about it it anymore. really <laughs> is it, it was it was a lot better than than people give it credit for yeah and there's the weird conspiracy theory or the way uh have, have you heard about the weird connection between breaking bad and that i mean other than brian cranston no i don't know if, uh... well i i think i mean i haven't seen breaking bad but i think uh brian cranston dies in the end of it i don't know spoiler alert, it's like 10 years old or something i don't know but they they said uh, they said maybe that was uh, him and Malcolm in the Middle was actually his second life, like after he left behind his life of crime. 
and that's how he was going to hide out was somewhere in suburbia. <laughs> I could see him doing that, but no, that's not the actual. Uh, it, let's just say it's not canon. Yeah, it's yeah. not true. <laughs> but it sounds, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't think they nailed the aesthetic as much of it was very. Like for this one, I feel like this was the most inspired by one show that they've done yet. You know, like when we were in the fifties and the sixties, seventies, and eighties, you could kind of they would have like, you know, the seventies was very much more so Brady Bunch than other seventies, but it kind of fit the whole seventies aesthetic. This was very just Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, I felt like, uh, but it did have you know that nineties feel, the commercial especially that we'll get to later here. But it's Halloween, and the boys are talking to the camera. Uh, it was um, you know, Billy and Tommy talking to the camera, talking about Halloween and talking about uh, Uncle Pietro, uh, who's sleeping on the couch at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Because um, what, 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 uh, what good is a brother coming to visit you for? Like, that's, right. that's, peak, that's peak lazy brother right there. Uh, he, he's sleeping. The boys, uh, you know, Tommy wants to wake him up. Billy's a little scared of, uh, I guess, Uncle Pietro. I don't know if we're supposed to read into that or not. I guess we'll kind of talk about that later when we get more Pietro stuff here. But Wanda comes down in her old school comic costume, and I like the way that they made these work with, you know, she said she's a Sokovian fortune teller. I thought that was a really cool way to... You know, she's not dressing up as Scarlet Witch. She's dressing up as something else, but it looks like the original Scarlet Witch costume. So I really I really liked uh, the way that they worked that in there. We get Vision coming down in his comic suit, and they mention him as being a Mex- Mexican wrestler. Lucha Libre wrestler. The, the weird thing is, as a wrestling fan, I'm not a big Lucha Libre fan, but yeah, I could, I, you could definitely see that being a Lucha Libre costume, without a doubt. Definitely. Yeah. I, I like the, I was like, how are they going to, when, you know, when we first saw the trailers and stuff, I was like, how are they going to have them dressed up for Halloween as their original costumes? And I really felt like they made it work, uh, pretty well here. We get uh, vision who's actually saying that he cannot stay with Wanda and that he's going undercover for the neighborhood watch, hmm. uh, which I thought was actually a great callback to episode two when he joined the neighborhood watch. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool, but, uh, yeah, so far, uh, you know, it seemed like they kind of mended their beef a little bit. You know, they did talk about the boys kind of mentioned that the parents have not been fighting, but have been a little different recently. Um, I think they even kind of hint at it a bit by vision kind of saying something and then taking a moment before, or Wanda says something and it, he, you know, he kind of takes a moment before responding and then he gives like a smile and he responds back something funny. And it was kind of like, you know, it could have led to an argument, but he kind of changed up and you're like, oh no, everything's good here. But then we do see later tension, um, you know, a bit later as he says he has to leave, but. And, and uh, so some of the tension definitely started here because uh, they talk about a few things and Peter gets involved with Pietro. I got to call him Peter. I, I can't do the Pietro thing. Uncle, Uncle Pietro there, uh, you know, he says he'll help him out. Um, Vision goes to give Wanda a kiss and she kind of just puts her cheek out for him instead of, 
instead of giving him the, the kiss. Um, as a as a guy who was married twice and who's better, yeah, but that's not a good sign, bro. It's not a good sign. Uh, someone's definitely angry at you when that happens. <laughs> um, we get uh, yeah, Pietro volunteering to kind of fill in and be the role model or the dad figure for the uh, Halloween trick or treating. And, and uh, before the, that, not I'm the sorry. best role model. Yeah, go we ahead. Get, we do get the actual like Quicksilver costume. Yeah, he he runs well, out of the house. Well, not even the costume, but we get him doing the Quicksilver thing when he's playing with the kids, where he's running around all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. when he scares them when he wakes up. Yeah. We also, I think, in the very beginning, we get a shot or a, a quick glimpse of the other Pietro. I don't know how to. Oh Phrases? yes, in the uh, in the previously on, it shows a clip from Age of Ultron of uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I believe is his name, um, being shot uh, in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, then we see we see him doing the Quicksilver thing. He's playing with the kids. He's running around on crazy all over the place. Uh, at some point, he takes the kids. You know. And it takes them out, and I think Wanda has to like put her hand out and stop him from causing any more havoc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so so we get the we get the setup there for the Halloween arc uh, there, but then we kind of cut to outside of the hex pretty early on here, and they're bringing the missile in from the drone that Wanda threw at them. Uh, I guess it was last week, uh, or maybe two weeks ago. It was last week, right? It was yeah. last week, yeah. Um, where she kind of, you know, throws the drone out there, and uh, we get um, Monica getting upset at d- acting director Hayward as uh, he is looking for pretty much any excuse to kind of try to take out Wanda here. And she kind of is starting to get a little suspicious of the way that Hayward is acting. He gets so upset at them that he actually kicks out Jimmy, Darcy, and Monica. And he even mentions that he knows Monica's history with uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. How do they and that know she's all always... this stuff? Um, I assume it has to be in some files somewhere. I mean, like, her mom was best friends with Carol Danvers. I feel like that is probably documented from when they were both in the Air Force. And uh, then her mom f- founded S.W.O.R.D., I guess. And But, I, I mean, like, and uh, maybe I'm just reading too much into this, but, okay, like, I get the Avengers and Tony Stark and them have knowledge of a lot of these different things. And eventually they have knowledge of the Mind Stone and the Soul Stone and all these other things. I think when we talked about last week, uh, they brought... he they brought up the Mind Stone. Like, how do they know about these things is my question. Like, like even at, at highest clearance levels, there's still a, a number of things that I don't know. I, I'm just struggling to figure out how they have knowledge of. And maybe that's just me. Yeah. I, so I'm assuming some of these things had to have been disclosed by the Avengers when, especially with the Sokovian Accords, Sokovia Accords becoming a thing. Um, you know where the, you know Vision was somebody that was pro Sokovia Accords at first, so maybe you know when they're also 
getting down who's who is who, you know, like that was part of the thing is like they have to know whose secret identity is who and you know, you have to follow the law and that kind of thing. Maybe they're taking like some sort of uh, like power database, you know what I'm saying? So like Vision would say, oh, I got this thing in my head that's this thing and it does this stuff and somebody up there in the government has that information. I'm assuming S.W.O.R.D. Uh, with this Carol Danvers note here, I'm assuming Maria kept files on this stuff and uh, once she died and he took over, he would then have the clearance to read those files. Is I'm assuming how he... You know, he had five years to read all that stuff, so I'm, or three years at least, to read all that stuff. So I'm assuming he knows some of that stuff from there. You know, we, you know, last week Monica mentioned, and Jimmy mentioned about how Carol and, uh, you know, Wanda almost took out Thanos themselves. There, you know, once the portals opened up in Endgame, there were like hundreds of people there that could have seen this, and I'm assuming you know, pass that information onward. Not all of them were even superheroes either. So you could have your normal, you know, uh, people that are coming through the portals that are like military or sword agents or lesser superheroes that have passed that information on somehow. But yeah, yeah that's kind of, that's something I didn't even think of. It. Like the fact is like when you have the Avengers fighting a Titan and various aliens, like I, I don't, I, if I'm a regular dude, and I happen to come back, man. I'm trying to get out of here as quick as possible, man. I, there's nothing I can do in this situation. Like, I can't help you. Uh, oh, yeah. So you I'm were somebody that was in killed. the military. <laughs> I want to get your point on this. And somebody that was in the military, if they if they send you to go battle next to and alongside the Avengers to defeat Thanos, are you uh, are you uh, going AWOL there? Okay, look. So if, if, I am, if I am still on active duty, right? And I get called up, and they're like, you're going to be fighting next to the Avengers. That's my job. Like, I, I, I had to do it in Iraq three times. It is what it is. I'm probably going to write some letters before I go um, to some people saying, hey, I'm probably not going to make it back. Here's how I feel about you. Um, hope I'll hope everybody stays well. And I'm going to go out and do my duty, right? That's one thing entirely. But if somehow I come, I get blipped back into existence, right, and this portal opens up, and the next thing I know, I'm way in the back. I'm five foot six. So I'm somewhere way in the back. And all of a sudden, there's crowds of people in front of me. And next thing I know, it is all these Wakandan people in front of me. And Black Panther's walking by me. Howard the Duck with some weird gun walks by me. And Tony Stark <laughs> and Captain America's up there. And Captain America's holding Thor's hammer, for Christ's sake. And I see this towering figure across from him, the Titan Thanos, and hundreds, if not thousands of aliens or whatever they are. Like, if I get blip back into existence during that, dude, I might have to go back through the blip. There's, there's not, I can't do anything there. Like, <laughs> I, what, what, what purpose am I going to serve? No. Uh, you just shoot some aliens, I guess. <laughs> do, do, one, they're aliens. Like, there's, there's no guarantee my, m16 or m4 or whatever it is that i'm with is gonna do anything in one of the hulk movies for christ's sakes he tore the turret off an m1 tank i was i used to be on m1 tanks right not only that hulk's there hulk literally tore the turret off one of my tanks at this point like i'm useless i'm basically like <laughs> something i'm one of those dudes okay have you ever seen austin powers no, Austin Powers series. Okay, what was it? The third one where Michael Caine played Austin Powers' dad. 
No, and no idea. At, at one point, some dude like brings out a little pistol on him, and Michael Caine's like, "Really? Are you serious? Do you know who I am?" He's like, "Do you know how many anonymous henchmen I've taken out in my life? Look at you! You don't even have a name tag. Like you don't stand a chance. Just just go ahead and lay down." And the dude kind of like realizes, and he just puts his gun down and like lays down. Like he just kind of realizes, like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna win this one." The average person. Yeah, they, they call those red shirts in uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Star, Star Trek. Trek yeah. Bro. Yeah, it's all the dudes with the red <laughs> shirts with no name tag. But Michael Caine was seriously like, look at you. You don't even have a name tag. Come on. Just, just go ahead and get down. That's good. That's going to be me and you. Like, we could come back from the blip and there's an intergalactic war and we see a 58 foot Titan on the other side. Oh, dude, I'm done. Like I'm just. I mean, even if, even if I was active duty, I, I don't. I think I'm going AWOL at that point. Uh, there, there's no hope for me. You know, you'd be surprised. I, I, I never thought. I was on tanks for 15 of my 17 years. Um, I came in in '96 after the Gulf War. Heard all these things from the Gulf War, and I remember watching September 11th. I was still on active duty, and I remember watching that saying this is it like i'm going someplace excuse me one too long after that it did um and I, I mean i have a lot of memories about the prep the prep up and getting ready to go into iraq and we knew what we were getting into but we also knew there was a chance we might not come back and it just is what it is like i i and especially in, in my in my situation i was on tanks like that that it's a four man crew. They all have to work together. Like everyone has to depend on each other, and so it was one of those situations where I was like, okay, you know what? Um, we're gonna do this. We're gonna give our best. I have every confidence because you, you train your own people as well. So it's one thing to train to take on the Iraqi army or Russians or North Koreans. These guys weren't trained to take on Thanos and his intergalactic alien army. Like, there's no training for that. That's true. I'm I'm assuming now there will be. uh, (laughs) Somehow. I mean, I guess they're, you know, they're trying to create weapons. Well, yeah, not only that, but I can imagine the weapons advancement that they might have for the military based on everything that they have. But I'm just thinking about that. Like, yeah. Like I said, I just... To get back to what we were talking about, like, I, I get, you know, they know there was a battle, but who told them that that Wanda almost took out Thanos and, and, and Captain Marvel almost took out Thanos? Like, that either has to come from somebody who was there or one of them had to be there to see that. I would think that maybe, you know, like after the battle, you know, especially it sounds like the Sokovia Accords are still um – active from you know jimmy and other people citing that vision is breaking them or wanda is breaking them but i'm assuming after that they had to have some sort of i guess i don't know would it be called a deposition or something a debrief where people that were on the battlefield would say so so maybe even wanda mentions this or somebody that was near wanda and saw this or you know carol says well i almost was able to take out thanos and then uh, and then it came down to, you know, Tony having to do it and he snapped and, uh, he died doing his snap and that's how he died, you know, cause they have to keep records of, you know, once I guess Tony died, they have to figure out how, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm assuming there's something like that where, where they've on the battlefield have had to say, 
exactly what happened. And it either came from the horse's mouth or it came from people right next to them. Uh, so, so I guess uh, that an- that's enough of an answer for me, I guess. Um, so we'll see how if they keep getting more detailed about what they know about that battle, because that's uh, interesting. But uh, so he removes Darcy, Jimmy, and Monica. And uh, Monica says that, you know, it looks like Hayward was trying to get, you know, kind of any excuse to get rid of them here. He did my people uh, wrong there. He did them wrong. Yeah, he did. He did. And, And Jimmy and Monica decide to take out the sword agents that are escorting them. And Darcy has a good line here of, you know, like, when somebody told me that was the plan, because she's just standing there while they're just taking out these uh, sword agents. And they, you know, take their clothes, you know, old school, uh, undercover style. Okay, so I watched this, right? Now I know uh, Wu is in the FBI, so he's got some training. He's got some hand-to-hand combat. You know, he he knows what he's doing. Uh, uh, Side note. I'm really starting to love him as a character, man. That guy is awesome. Every week, I love him more and more. Um, Monica Rambo, same thing. She's a sword agent. I'm not sure exactly what she did before, but I'm sure she's been training some some hand-to-hand combat and and, you know some various other things from her her time. Darcy is a she has a doctorate in something, correct? Yeah, astrophysics or something. So, like, like I. It was funny when she said that, but at the same time, I was thinking, like, what was she really going to do if they would have told her the play? Like, nothing against Kat Dennings or Darcy. I just can't imagine Darcy getting physical in the hand-to-hand combat or things, you know? But maybe that's just me. I could be wrong. Maybe she did some stuff in the Thor movies that I missed. I haven't seen yet. Uh, no, she hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly a joke there. I don't, I think that's why, I don't even think there was a plan. I think they just kind of started acting. Just kind of did impulse. it and it happened. Yeah, cause, cause I don't know how else she would have been able to say that. Cause it's not like you knew you were being thrown out. Like the, the people start escorting you out, but yeah, uh, they probably wouldn't have told Darcy anyway, cause she just doesn't have the training and, uh, she'd probably end up getting hurt somehow. So uh, and they were able to handle it, you know. They were able to handle it, so they're all good. But they they change into the sword outfits, and they're trying to go undercover and look for some more information about what Hayward is up to. And uh, it cuts back to Halloween, and we are, and this is where we're kind of at this point where the day night cycle is very different uh, from inside and outside. You know, it's outside, it's nighttime, but uh, you know. We heard it was 4 p.m. when Pietro was sleeping, and then they're outside in the bright sunlight, uh, about to do some trick or treating in the in the town there. So, and this is all going on at the same time. So it is very interesting. You know, we kind of had those questions before about how time works inside of there, and it is very different. Um, we have uh, Wanda starting to test her brother here. You know, she asks. Oh, who was that kid in the uh, orphanage or whatever that had, you know, the skin problem and would always, yeah, I forget what she says, but something, and and uh, asking Pietro for his name, and he catches on here. He says, you're trying to test me, aren't you? And um, I thought this was interesting here. So she does seem to have some doubts that this is actually Pietro, uh, or at least the one that she knows. Um, 
do we want to talk about that now or do we want to wait? Because I think there's some more clues later on here about if he is or isn't. So, I, I don't know. I, I think Wanda's starting to crumble. Um, because she's trying to test him. He's not falling for it, right? And it's just... He seems to know what's going on. But it's weird that right. he he has a lot more knowledge than anyone else in this town. He has knowledge of things he shouldn't and doesn't have knowledge of things he should. So let's just jump a little ahead right now and just talk about this now while, while we're here, I guess. And, and we'll just circle back if we need to. At some point here, he's going to uh, mention... You know, when Vision's in trouble, uh, you know, your dead husband can't die twice, right? Oof, she was not happy with that one. He also asked at some point, well, where did you put all of the kids before? Where were you hiding the kids before? Because as Vision mentioned in the last episode, the playground stood empty every day that he walked past it. So there was no kids in this town. But for this episode, there's kids everywhere. So... Pietro seems to know that even though he just showed up maybe a couple hours ago. It seems to be the same night from the outside perspective, but a new day in the in West, Westview. And he and he wasn't there when the kids thing was mentioned. He he brings up the fact that he's like, I like how you did it. You kept you're keeping people yes. together, like like I said, he knows. Oh, yeah. He talks about the ethics of it. Yeah, keeping yeah. couples together. The 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 um the personalities are close enough to what they are. Like nothing's very really changed with the people, and they get better jobs even. Yeah. So I'm sitting there watching this, and I was just like, he has knowledge that I'm not even sure Wanda has knowledge of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because at one point he asked her, like, how are you doing this? And she just has that really confused look on her face. Yeah, she doesn't remember how it started. That wasn't a lie when she told Vision that last week. We kind of find that out now that this is her. She she actually has no idea how this had started. And it makes me wonder if this is him or not. I, You know, there's parts where it's like, okay, she sees his dead body the way she saw Vision's body without the Mind Stone. Yes. With the bullet holes. Yes. But still, still Evan Peters, not Aaron Taylor Johnson. So, it's confusing on if it is or isn't, you know, him. I'm starting to lean towards it's not. I don't know how he would have all this information unless if because she made him appear there her subconscious has put this information into him as well but i think he has an ulterior motive here you know he was asking her how did she start this you know he's trying to get information it feels like and he even says the line of you know you can trust me i'm your brother you know i'm not your husband i'm not a stranger and i feel like if somebody wanted information and they were posing as somebody, they would want to pose as Pietro. Uh, that's somebody that she lost that, you know, they can imitate that isn't Vision and maybe she'd be more open to telling him some 
some information. So, uh, it, it got lost from when we recorded last week. Last week, uh, for everybody listening, I had a theory that maybe Monica had got a hold of Doctor Strange and pulled Pietro from one of the many alternate dimensions, realities, or whatever to this reality. Um, and up until about 36 seconds ago, I believe that. Um, as you started laying all of this out of how it seems like he's trying to get more information out of her. Um, and then we even, you know, you brought up the line of, you know, you can trust me, I'm your brother. I hadn't put together that maybe this is someone trying to get information out of out of Wanda. Like, I, I, I was sticking to my gun of, oh, I think Doctor Strange has something to do with this until just now. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to, that that makes a lot more sense. Um, that it seems like someone is just trying to figure out what she's doing, possibly so they can figure out how to do it themselves or whatever. Right, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Are they trying to make something like she has? For whatever reason, uh, we don't know what their motive would be. But if he's not Pietro, then uh, he might have his own motives for some reason to do this. And wondering where the kids were. Let's not forget that the beginning of this show started out in episode two with for the for children. The children. So uh, was it for Wanda's children, or was it for uh, you know all of the children? We we don't really know if that's going to circle back around, but. It could, it could, you know, um, we, we don't really know, um, but let's, let's circle back to what happened here actually. So then, you know, Wanda sees Herb and asks, uh, about vision actually like, Hey, you know, uh, maybe you can vision can help you with, with that. And he mentions that vision is actually not on duty today. You got caught in a lie. Yes. And, And let's also mention when, when Wanda first, uh, hears about this with Vision when Vision says he's going to be doing neighborhood watch stuff. He, uh, she, she says that's not what you were supposed to be doing, or that's not what you were meant to be doing, or you know, she kind of starts saying something like that, and it seems to be that the original plan in her control that she was trying to have here is that they would all be going together as a family, and he somehow was able to kind of break away from that. And here she catches that he's actually lying to her. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't something that kind of went off script. It's something that is I don't want to say nefarious, but he has his own kind of free will here as he's trying to solve what's going on in Westview. Then there's the the herb thing of. Hey, I like I like his change to the more '90s style with the flat top and everything. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely peak '90s there. B, uh, the comment Herb made of, "Do you need me to change anything?" Yeah, is there something I can do for you? Is there something you want changed? It was a very uh, odd way of of saying that. Yeah, like it, when I heard that, I kind of peaked up a little bit. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like no no normal person would say that to someone else. Right, and uh, as we know from at least episode three, Herb kind of knows that something is wrong with, you know, without being fully woken up like Norm was. You know, he was whispering to Agnes about stuff when Vision was uh, approaching them in the 70s episode. So 
there is some sort of, um, you know, where he has some sort of knowledge, I guess, uh, that one might find out more about later here. Um, then we kind of get cut over to Vision, who's on the outskirts of town or, you know, a little further away from Wanda. Well, b- before that, uh, when Pietro is taking the kids around to go do trick-or-treating and things and he you know they have their little hijinks and herb sitting there saying oh all the candy's gone and now the pumpkins are smashed and he's saying it before it happens and everything which was kind of cool to see um what was it don't go past whatever street it was ellis avenue yeah don't go past uh you know so two things don't go past ellis avenue so when they said that i kind of peeked up a little bit more as well like okay we're going to see something about Ellis Avenue in this in this episode at some point. And then was it here or was it later where the kids start getting their powers? Uh, it was a little later is after this part. Okay. But we get uh we get Vision walking around and and he ha- sees a woman who's in the middle of putting up decorations and kind of just keeps doing the same motion over and over again. And a tear starts rolling down her cheek. Uh, it seems to be, and we get more information on this later, that the people that are kind of on the edge of the town are barely active. Um, my theory about, I'll tell you my theory about this, then we can kind of get your take or see if you agree, because uh, my wife had a different read on it actually, was that Wanda. If, if she's not around somebody, the people are kind of on like almost like a slight autopilot that makes it look like they're kind of doing something in case of, you know, somebody, I guess, was to see it. But they aren't really active. And, it, and for the way I, the reason I think she's doing that on purpose would be it's so draining to probably have to have control over everybody. So if you kind of put them in, like, okay, if I'm near you, you're kind of, okay, press play almost, right? And then if I'm not near you, kind of you're on pause because I can't keep wasting my energy uh, having running this whole town type of thing. And uh, I think that's, you know, partly why Vision you know, he, usually when he's at work and stuff, it seems to still be kind of in the center of town, which is probably enough in that area where things would be kind of running smoothly. Um, and now that he's kind of starting to go outside of there, he's starting to see that all these people are kind of like on a, like a, like a pause button almost, where from afar it looks like, oh, they're celebrating Halloween, cool. But as he gets closer, he realizes something is wrong here. And I think it's just, you know, with the longer this goes on, the longer Wanda has to be using this power, the more it's draining her, the more she's going to kind of offset some of those, uh, you know, offset some of the people that are not as important. What was your take on it? I think until yeah until at least one of the two come around and it would probably have to be wanda like everyone's kind of just in a state of arrested development um 
they're kind hey, of that's the name of the show i'm just kidding yeah that's the ron howard moment in the rest of element but go ahead but just uh like they're just kind of there um they're not it, it's one of those i'm trying to figure out how to i guess kind of like in a video game uh you know some of these npcs are just kind of there doing stuff but not really uh and sometimes they do the same thing, like they run the same, they go the same route, or they yeah. start repeating the same lines and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I think that. it's. I think the best example is called draw distance, right? So in a video game, draw yeah. distance is when you're there, like the game generates what's around you and what you can see, but it's not going to generate anything past a certain point, either because your computer, your video game system can't handle that, and you're just not looking out that far. Maybe Wanda has like a certain draw distance. and Right, and that's when, for people that don't know, sometimes that's when you'll get like pop-ins and pops out. As you get closer to something, you might see a building pop into sight because it's now loading that, um, now loading that building because it was waiting until you got to a certain distance, so that way it would save memory space and, and not like have your computer or your game console get overheated and, and stuff like that. That is why for anybody who has heard of or knows of the game Silent Hill, that's why the first Silent Hill had the fog. That was Konami's way of not only making a great atmosphere, but cutting down on the draw distance. If the entire town was foggy, then you wouldn't be able to see very much in front of you until you got to a certain point. So that was their way of working around that with uh, the PS1 hardware that they had at the time. Um, but yeah, I think maybe Wanda's draw distance, um, which we will get to later, um, isn't that great. So uh, maybe that's why when Vision goes to work, he wasn't seeing children at the playground. Wanda wasn't in that area. Or something. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense. But well, I think we get the kid answer from Pietro. It, it sounds like he, you know, she was trying to limit the, the, um, limit the kids having some sort of traumatic, uh, issue of, you know, almost part of the ethics speech that he makes later. But, um, but I'm assuming these people were always on the outskirts being a little slower doing things and, and kind of, you know, getting stuck. That's the thing. We don't know if it's a new development or if this is how it always been on the outskirts, I guess. Yeah. And, and now it kind of makes me wonder, um, is, is Wanda making those things happen at work for vision, you know, or is, I don't know. Is there maybe like a, a certain autopilot program that they go on for certain things? But Vision is definitely getting more and more curious and realizing with like every growing second that there's something really wrong here. Um, and then he runs into Agnes. Yeah, so before we get there real quick, this is where the commercial jumps in. I th- feel like this is like almost like a Gogurt style commercial. Do you remember Gogurt? Um, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I thought of. And then it actually turned out to be a yogurt commercial, which I thought was funny. But, you know, it has a shark jumping out of the water. There's a kid stranded on an island. 
the shark's like some sort of extreme surfboarder or something. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, it's a uh, you know, like thing. a claymation commercial, which was hot in the nineties as well. And, uh, uh, gives them a, a yo magic, which is yogurt, uh, I guess. And the kid can't open it and just ends up starving to death. Kind of a dark commercial, not really making me want to go buy some yo magic, to be honest. But, uh, what do you think this commercial means? We know that they've kind of had some sort of link to, uh, Wanda's like trauma, you know, like the, the Hydra stuff, the Von Strucker, her parents, uh, the Stark bomb with the Stark toaster, uh, last week's was about her Lagos incident. Is this about at the way I kind of feel about it is is maybe this is like with it being called yo magic like she was given magic right so she's the child on the island but she couldn't use the magic to save you know like her brother or vision you know and, and it's kind of like yes she was granted this gift but she's not able to use it the way she wants I, I don't know like the kid got the yogurt but he wasn't able to open it and eat it and uh that's how i was kind of taking it it could be probably taken multiple ways but wh- what were you thinking about the yogurt oh i had absolutely zero clue like i was watching <laughs> this and i wasn't sure if this was referring to a name somewhere if this was referring to something in the comics i i i don't know if the crab on the island meant something like I literally sat there and kind of scratched my head because I was like, I there was nothing I could gleam out of this that I had any knowledge of. So I wasn't sure. It if was, I was the lost. it was the most bizarre. It was the most bizarre of the commercials. But I think it really nailed the '90s commercials. To be honest. Oh, that that was this episode that the hairstyles that Pietro and the kids have with the spiky hair. Yeah. Um. Like I said, our, our, our surfboarding extreme shark there, like this was, this brought me back to my twenties, man. This is, uh, this brought me back to my 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 time of becoming a young man, for sure. All right, before we get to the uh the to vision again here, there's just some quick stuff in the town square. We have. Uh, them walking past the movie theater, which is playing The Incredibles and playing Parent Trap, which I thought were very interesting titles. Incredibles, because it's a family of superheroes. Yes. Parent Trap, we have, you know, where it's about twins uh, switching places and stuff like that, which we don't really get in this part, but we do have two sets of twins. We have Wanda Pietro, we have Billy and uh, Tommy, and we also have the fact that uh, people are trapped there, so I guess it could be part of that as well. They're also both Disney films. Was it here, or was it earlier where when Wanda asked Pietro what happened to his accent, and Pietro kind of went back at her and said, well, what happened to yours? Uh, I think it's here, or maybe a little later, but yeah, she, again, kind of tests him again with, you know, what happened to your accent, and he shoots it right back at her of what happened to yours. You know, which... If you're Wanda, you had to see it coming, I guess. And, and honestly, in all fairness, like it, it's been so long since I've watched uh, Ultron, you know, so, so yeah, Age of Ultron, Civil War, stuff like that. Anything with her in it? 
Um, so I can't remember how much of an accent her character had back then. In Ultron, it was very thick. By Civil War, it had kind of started going around. I, I think Wanda makes a conscious effort usually to try to tone it down. And we kind of see it as soon as she gets back through the barrier sometimes. Like in the last episode, she kind of starts putting that accent back on. We heard her doing it when she was singing them the the uh, Sokovian um, lullabies. So it seems like it's something she can kind of slip right back into. But she makes that effort to not have one yeah and, and especially when uh when she was talking to monica and she brought up that she had a twin brother named pietro it kind of really yeah. came out there um yeah the way she said his name yeah yeah so um like i said i mean i i, I know it was there at some point i just really can't remember but as i heard that i was kind of interested too like wait a minute didn't she have an accent like what happened to it like am i missing something you're right, though. It is this scene, actually, because uh, this is when also Tommy uses his powers for the first time. He's got super speed. And this is where she uh, tells him not to go past Ellis Avenue. Uh, and then we see Darcy, Jimmy, and Monica breaking into the surveillance bi- building. And then we see this scene again being broadcasted about the accent thing right when they're cutting through there. Um, Darcy hacks into the network and is trying to find the data from all of Hayward's devices and realizes that now Hayward for at some point now has been able to actually see inside of the hex and they actually have like all the people. This is where they realize that people are a little slower on the, on the edges, barely moving, but it seems like they're tracking the vibranium. It seems like, uh, Hayward still wants vision for that unfinished you know, business that they were, uh, I guess, testing on him before Wanda stole him back. Yeah, you can't tell me that he wasn't trying to make a weapon out of Vision or figure out uh, how to, like, reverse engineer it or something. Like, I'll I'll go to my grave thinking that one. But I'm pretty sure they were, and I'm not sure Wanda if I talked about it. Him. I'm not sure if I, yeah, I'm not sure if I talked about it with you or with Logan when I had him on to re-record, but... We also get the line from Monica in episode four when she gets back to S.W.O.R.D. that it seems like they were doing some sort of weapon creation because she said, well, it's sentient weapon observation and response. It doesn't have creation in the title. And he said, well, things have changed in the last five years, you know. So it seems like they were trying to start making some weapons. And, yeah, I guess they were using Vision's body to try to either reverse engineer or, you know, he had Vision was kind of broken up in pieces, it looked like. And then Wanda probably hears about this somehow, goes in to collect him, and then she, again, has no idea how she got to Westview or how this started. So, you know, maybe there's some room for theories about somebody else actually started it for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, I think Hayward's up to no good, and... uh, I think, you know, he's really only concerned about Vision. I don't think he's concerned about anybody else in there. So I read a very interesting theory on Hayward on the subreddit. Um, we can probably get to that later. Um, and I think this is, we talked about last week, I had asked you about uh, Monica. Uh, eventually, you said she becomes a superhero by the name of Photon. Um, yeah. 
And I believe this is the scene where we we find out that she's changing on a cellular level from her going into the into the hex before. Right. Twice. It's because she's went through the barrier twice, supposedly. Darcy says it's changed her the, blood. When was it twice? I, like she went in so once. Her going in and then her getting blasted out. Okay. Oh, that makes yeah. more sense. But yeah. And it's it's changing her on like a cellular level. So um maybe this is the start of where she starts to gain whatever powers or whatever things she does to become photon. Um, yeah, what, I think so. What, what kind of powers? What, what is what is she capable of? What does she do as photon? She's able to like absorb X rays, absorb light. Um, so I'm guessing uh, from the way I read it here, I guess she'd be able to like absorb it and then also kind of redistribute it as like you know probably from her fist type of way. You know, like like blasts. Okay. Type type of way, like photon blasts and stuff. Uh, we, we find out that her and Wu are going to uh, see a secret person. Um, yeah. Over the I, ridge. I still no idea who this is. It sounds like it's the same person from maybe last episode. She was talking about how she could call a... Uh, was it an astrophysicist or somebody like that? Uh, aerospace engineer? Something, something like that. She was like, I can call this person. And she pulled out her phone and then she decided, you know, I guess they had the drone and she did the drone herself. But in this episode, again, she mentions, you know, yeah, this is my way back in. I, my guy's going to meet me outside of here. We're going to, you know, get a way back in. Which seems to be maybe some sort of tank made of that photon uh, that she was talking about last episode about how she needs, you know, like a bunker type material on wheels to get in. So it seems like maybe somebody's dropping that off. We don't know who. We don't know if this is somebody we're supposed to know. Uh, that's going to be a fun little cameo. Or if this is um, a brand new character we're going to be introduced. You know, some people keep thinking like... Some people keep thinking like Reed Richards from Fantastic Four might get introduced this way. I, I don't see that happening yet. I think they would want to save the Fantastic Four for the movie itself. What um, if it's plus they would have had Oh, that would be interesting. You know, he is a scientist. He's incredibly could, smart. Uh, he was he's one of the few that, people yeah. who could match up wits with Tony Stark. Right, right. So that, that would be interesting. I, I'm starting to think it might just be a newer character that might have a role in the future, but I don't think it's going to be any mind-blowing thing that some people have been thinking. Professor Hulk shows up. That might we. Uh, I, I know everybody missed it. Once again, I'm sorry. We talked about it last week that there was supposed to be Elizabeth Olsen had said at one point there was this this an appearance from someone that was on the level of Luke Skywalker uh, from Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Professor Banner, uh, the Hulk might be if if he popped up. Um. Maybe she knows Professor X. I, I talked about it once again. Everybody missed it because I, I was all screwed up last week. Um, <laughs> Sorry, they're hearing it now. Yeah, but I, I talked maybe you know, because uh, Vision said he had always wanted to work. There was it was somebody he wanted to work with, so we narrowed it down to maybe it was Professor X or maybe it was uh, Magneto. Um, third was was Doctor Strange. 
all three of those are incredibly smart people. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm probably not going to guess anything here because I'm just not. I'm just not sure. I, I don't want to get my hopes up that it's going to be some sort of. There's rumors of Doctor Strange, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch coming on here at some point. We only have three episodes left, so I'm, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket either at this point. Because I'd just be disappointed if he doesn't. I know I'm totally wrong, but I'm just going to throw wild speculation out there in the hopes that maybe yeah, I'm ahead. right on one of these. Like, I know I'm wrong. Like, I'm not even going to act like one of these is a sure thing. Like, I, I'm way off, and we'll probably never see these three. But I can hope. Yeah, if you're not dreaming of something, what are you doing, right? I mean, you got to have a dream. So speaking of dreaming, uh, I have to give credit to Marvel and Disney for trolling everybody with the adverts and everything leading up to this. Because every we knew this was a Halloween episode, and we saw Agnes in a witch costume. Mm-hmm. And as you talked about in previous episodes, there were rumors that Agnes was... Agatha Harkness, yeah. Who is a witch. And Mm -hmm. there was the clip of Agnes kind of cackling and laughing like a mad woman. And that sent everybody crazy saying, oh, we're going to find out she's Agatha. And they trolled us. Yeah, I I think there might still be something up with Agnes. But at this point, uh, she was... Let's get to that, I guess, here. Uh, You know, Vision, you know, changes into... His normal vision look, he flies above the town, he sees a car stuck at stop sign, and he goes and it sees it's Agnes, and he does the same thing he did with Norm. He actually wakes her up because she was kind of We tries talking to her slow. first. And yeah, yeah. he tries talking to her first, and you know, she talks about how she got lost, and he's like, You got lost in the town, in the town you grew, you grew up, up in. Yeah. Like she couldn't find the town square, and he's like, you know, you got lost in the town you grew up in. Kind of yeah, sh- what was funny, she was asking where the town scare was. I think that was like what they were calling the Halloween event. And he was like, it's in the town square. And she was like, oh, I got turned around or lost or something. It yeah. Was, was and now he's strange. he's really thinking like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Because, and as you, as he kind of floats up in the air and he sees her car off in the distance, you can kind of see obviously center of town there's more lights and everything but it kind of starts to dissipate out the further out from the center of town you get until he sees her car you know at basically what is the edge of town which just so happens to be avenue yeah evans avenue yeah um and he does his little magic visiony and touch thing yeah wakes her up and uh she recognizes him you know uh she recognizes him as an Avenger and asks if she's if he's there to save them. This is where I uh, this is where I went from laying down, where I had to sit up <laughs> straight and keep my eye on it because one, he didn't know what an Avenger was. Yeah, and and that didn't get me so much because I remember he said he couldn't remember anything back before they moved to Westview. What yeah. got me yeah. was, am I dead? Why would you think that? Because you're dead. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute here. And then she just kind of keeps screaming and repeating dead. And I don't know if it's it pretty really freaky. Hit. Yeah, I don't know if it really hit with them. But 
how do you react when someone tells you that you're actually dead? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because in his case, like you said, he doesn't remember anything, but he would feel like he's alive right now, and the way that she was just kind of frozen and stuff, I don't know if he would actually believe it, you know, like, I feel like he'd think she's kind of crazy, I guess, and that's why he needs to test what's outside of the boundary, you know, he, he also wants to help people, uh, he wants to, like he said, he's there to help, but what's an Avenger, right? Uh, Why, here's my question. Why wouldn't you believe it? Everything that you've seen in this town so far mm-hmm. has pretty much led you to believe that there's something seriously wrong. And the fact that Wanda is probably controlling something and doing some weird, crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Um, well, I think I would just have a hard time believing i was dead if i feel like i'm alive i mean vision might be feeling differently i'm not sure how he's feeling but for me i'd be like i feel pretty alive right now um i i would legitimately think that i was probably dead considering i can't remember anything from a certain point before mm-hmm. um everything i've seen he's even acknowledged that he saw like decades have gone by in the course of like overnight. Right. He's, he's, people are freaking out talking about Wanda's causing them all kinds of pain and hell and everything else. Um, I would, that would probably be enough for me if I was conscious enough to be able to think about it, that I was probably dead and either in hell or in purgatory. Yeah, but I'd also think he's kind of like a robot that doesn't really have a life to begin with. It's kind of an odd way of phrasing it. Like, I get we all phrase it as vision is dead at times, but he's, you know, it it can be kind of different in his sake, I guess. I feel like he could be almost switched back on if need it be, if if they found some sort of substitute for the Mind Stone and kind of got his wires fixed again. They can reboot him? Yeah, just turn them off and turn them back on again. <laughs> Unplug them, plug them back, wait 30 seconds, plug them back in. Um, yeah, so she, she keeps screaming dead, and he, he puts her back asleep because it's kind of freaky, and he's like, okay, let me just, she's cackling and saying Yeah, dead this and, is where we got the whole witch thing because you could yeah. kind of, like I said, from the previews and everything, you kind of saw she's, like, you could get that she's dressed as a witch. Her laughing is giving you, like, this witch cackle. And Catherine Hahn is fantastic in this role. And it, it like I think they trolled us because they knew like everyone was gonna was gonna jump on this, and then once we watched, we were like, "Man, yeah, there goes all our theories, right?" Um, we get back outside now. Uh, you know, Darcy decides to stay. Right, she decides to stay because she needs to get through one more firewall uh, to get through the most important what she feels like is probably going to be very important files but monica and jimmy have to go meet the guy in an hour so they decide to go she decides to stay we get back into halloween this is where we get the town square scare stuff uh pietro and wanda talk again this is where she sees like his his dead body with the with the bullet holes and i think this is yeah where he says uh where he's trying to get info out of her, like, hey, you can trust me. I'm not your husband. I'm your brother. 
Yeah, this is the ethics talk and him trying to say all that stuff, yeah. Uh, we get cut back outside of the hex, and we get... It's implied Darcy broke the firewall, I guess, because she says something about, like, oh, Hayward, you, you know, like, sneaky guy, pretty much. Uh, Hayward is then in the room saying that, uh, you know, he's telling the agents it's time to move out, and Vision starts going through the wall. He's crossed Ellis Avenue. He's at the wall now. He starts trying to go through it. Sword pulls up. They get their guns drawn. That sounds like a funny sentence when it's sword and guns. Um, Vision starts like breaking away as soon as he gets through, and he's trying to tell Sword that the people inside need help. So even as he's like dying, he's still trying to help the people in there. Um, we get a weird, weird saying from Hayward here. I don't know what to make of this. He just says he really wants out, doesn't he? Yeah, that was, I found that kind of weird myself. Yeah, I get that, like, that's what it looks like. He's really trying to get out. But also, I feel, is Hayward behind part of this? I don't know, you know, like, almost as a test of if he can get out of there. It's kind of like, the way he says it makes it, like, I don't know. I, it was just a weird way of saying it. it. Could just be written, you know, as him being like, "Oh, he really wants out, huh?" But the way he said it and is delivered, it seemed kind of spooky. Uh, we all of a sudden we get, I can't, I don't know which twin it is. Um, uh, Billy. Sure. Um, who starts getting glimpses of what's going on with his dad? And he even uses his magic to stop Tommy from running, which was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, this is where we see his. This is where we see what his powers are, I guess. Yeah, um, which is more on Wanda's uh, power level. Though. And he starts seeing, and he can hear his dad, and he kind of has the he gets the gist of what's going on. Um, and he's trying to tell his mom. Um, this is where Pietro makes the comment of what your dead husband can't die a second time and she blasts him halfway across town we also get uh darcy being handcuffed as well because she reveals herself asking why they aren't helping vision yeah they, they did my girl darcy wrong here we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> yeah they did my girl wrong um so you know vision's fighting he's trying to get out pieces of him are he's crumpling and he's pieces of him are coming apart i don't know what's happening to him I don't know if they're going back into the hex. I think so. Disintegrating. I I think it's that he's not actually allowed out. Yeah, and I think it's like almost reverting to what he would be outside of there. So like pieces of him are going back in. I'm not really sure. That's kind of what I was thinking initially. um, Is maybe at some point he was going to turn into whatever his dead body would be. Whatever, whatever it was that Wanda rescued from Sword Headquarters, mm-hmm. um, Wanda all of a sudden uh, starts expanding the hex. This was a great scene. This was the best part of the episode. You just get that expansion of the hex going to save Vision. That was her way of easily fixing this, you know, without having to. Um, 
go out of the hex and bring him back in. She just quickly starts expanding it. It covers Vision back up and he's safe. And then it keeps going through the sword people there and turns them all into circus, which I thought was pretty funny. I, I wonder if uh, that was all Wanda's decision there. Um, you know, you, you give me the two agents running that turn into clowns. Uh, and they even go further past the Westview sign that we saw in episode four. Um, when Monica appeared with Jimmy, we go past that. Uh, we go to a used car place. It continues going past and we have Hayward and three other agents of sword who are in a van escaping and, you know, they're driving away with it kind of starting to catch up on them. And, uh, Jimmy and Monica got out of there in time, but it seems like Darcy and uh, everybody else that was in that vicinity have kind of got sucked in, and now they're part of this circus that is uh, Westview, I guess. Well, what sucks even more is when, you know, the dude, uh, you know, when the dude, uh, When, when the dude handcuffed her and Hex starts expanding, he just dips out on her. This is where, this is where I'm saying yeah. like they did my girl he Darcy wrong. saves himself, yeah. Um, you know, and she she's she's pissed, which I get. I don't blame you. Uh, I don't blame her. Uh, you know, she's handcuffed to the front of a Humvee. Um, and we talked about it before, where once everything goes into the Hex, it goes, it turns into something that's more time-appropriate. Um, and with all the tents that the military and sword and all them put up, I guess the, the closest thing that it would be would be like a circus with their tents. Um, sure. Why not? Um, what, what, what do you think we'll see Darcy as? I think she'll be in the circus there. Maybe. Uh, but will vision like wake her up? And she'll be able to share the information she just read or, you know, how does she get that information to either somebody in there or somebody out of there to be able to explain what she saw at that last firewall and and stuff? That's that's what I'm wondering. So there's hope from people on the subreddit that uh, next uh, that next the next episode. Um, we will see her as a waitress kind of, uh, kind of going back to her, her two broke girls persona. Um, that, that's a hope every, a lot of people on the subreddit have. And it was also, plus there was the comment earlier from, uh, what, what's the guy's name who's in charge of everything? Uh, Kevin Feige. No, no, no. Um, the director there, the director of, of Sword. Oh, Hayward, yeah. Hayward, when he makes the comment of which one of you is the sassy best friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So everybody, like there's a bunch of talk on the subreddit that maybe that was hinting at that. And, and in all fairness, we haven't seen a diner or anything. It'd be great to just, even if she's just a, a quick glimpse of her in the diner. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, so we have, uh, then it hits the credits. We see, Vis- uh, you know, Wanda stop expanding it. You know, her eyes turn back to normal. And, and we, that was. Then that we was get it. the three worst words every Friday evening. Please stand by. 
Oh man, it's it's so good. Uh, I just can't wait. I mean, we only have three left. It's gonna probably go by super fast. But I am so far. I just it, it's been you know every Friday looking forward to this has been such a such a ride, and it's made my Fridays so much better since the Mandalorian has finished its season two. So I can't wait to see where this series goes and how this gets wrapped up. I feel like it has to, um, you know, I don't think she can ex- keep expanding it throughout the rest of the world. Cause if the timing of far from home is correct, you know, that's uh, just a few months after this and you know, the whole world was not under Wanda's spell then. So, um, was there any mention we'll of sword or any of these characters of far from home? Um, anything that maybe you could look back on now and maybe you could see that would tie these two together loosely or anything. I would say the end credit scene of far from home can tie into this, uh, pretty well, uh, kind of on the sword side. It doesn't mention sword, but it, it you know, in that end credit scene, there's a, there's a bit that, uh, it's very much what sword would usually be doing that, I, I could see that tying in somehow, but um, no, so far I, I don't see anything else that would tie into like, oh, how this was completed uh, in there. Obviously, I feel like because, uh, you know, one was coming out a year and a half before this one that they didn't want to, you know, mention anything too big there, but. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm trying to look up here now for uh, some Easter eggs. Not not too many. People kind of doing some stretching for for some of these as well. So there was one I saw was, and it goes back to your your theory about Mephist- Mephisto. Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Um, Pietro made the comment to the two kids. Um. But he's like, all right, you little devils. You, Yeah, you little demon spawn or whatever. Yeah. Go raise hell or something like that. Um, there's a theory I saw on the subreddit that maybe... Uh, what is the director's name again? Dang it. Matt uh, Shackman? No, of, of, of Sword, I'm sorry. Oh, director of Sword. Sorry, I keep bringing the real life stuff out. Uh, uh, Hayward, yeah. Of Hayward that maybe... Hayward is so interested, someone put out the theory that maybe his wife is one of the people inside the hex. And that's why he's got such a grudge about what's going on in there. And maybe he's trying to get his wife out or whatever. See, I don't buy that as much. I, I really feel like with the way he's tracking vision. He's yeah, that's just, a loose one. Yeah, he's just really, I, I, like, and him taking out Wanda last week, trying to. Uh, when Monica points out, we have no idea what happens if we took her out. Like, does it all end? That's what he thinks happens, but we, we actually don't know. It could end up killing everybody in there with her inside their head, you know? So I, I think he's playing kind of fast and loose there. I think he's really only worried about the vibranium in Vision at this point. What about the comments he made to Monica about her mom? Yeah, where he says, uh, you know, it's a good thing you weren't here when she died because you don't have the stomach for this job because I, I guess it's implied Monica would have took over if uh, if she was there when Maria died. Uh, kind of a brutal uh, <laughs> brutal retort there. <laughs> uh, 
before this series is over, I want to see Monica punch him in the face. Yeah, you know, it, you got to get got to get in line there. I feel like Monica and Wanda and Darcy and Jimmy can all kind of get in a line there and just <laughs> one after the other punch Hayward in the face. Uh, it makes me wonder if he's going to survive this series. Do you have any guesses if he lives or dies at the end of this? Uh, I, I don't know much about S.W.O.R.D. at all, but I would like to see maybe... I would like to see if he stayed alive as kind of like an antagonist um, against other people. Um, you know, and I don't I don't know what other things S.W.O.R.D. will have going forward, obviously. But kind of they're pretty much going to be the new shield. I think you'll see them a lot going forward. But maybe having someone at the top of Sword, uh, who's not necessarily on board with everything going on, could be interesting. Right. There's also been the theory that maybe Sword has been compromised. Yeah, I I think if so, I, I hope it's not like the Hydra twist where it was like you know half of the organization. But if you could have like Hayward and maybe somebody else at the top is, you know, kind of not really compromised, but just being kind of like, you know, using this for their own kind of personal gain a bit, which is uh, a little different. I don't think they're fully evil. I think Hayward is trying to do a job, but I think he wants to better himself by, you know, using vision somehow, like we mentioned before. And I think he's too obsessed with that where he's kind of blinding himself to some of the other issues that this is causing. Uh, and you know what? That's probably going to be proven wrong next week. Uh, we have no idea. But uh, what I, you know, what I do want to say here, it looks like we have maybe one episode left of the time periods, which is probably like the modern family office type style mockumentary coming up. Uh, then we have episode eight, which would be really cool if this is when we saw Wanda's POV of the whole series. You know, there's some clips in the trailers uh, from stuff from like Wanda, you know, turning black and white and things kind of changing around the house and stuff that uh, and maybe her, even her her viewpoint of her saving vision. We might get her point of view. That would be a good penultimate episode, I think. And then episode eleven tie. Uh, sorry, episode nine tying everything else up. I, I think might be the way it goes, but I think that would be a great way to kind of tie it all off. I really want to see Wanda's POV of this whole situation. See her change in the house around when she decides to do that. Um, how she created it. Why she was going to save Vision. How did she know that kind of stuff? I think that would be. Great for a penultimate episode because it kind of answers a lot of your questions then. And then that whole last episode can be about tying everything up and finishing the main plot line. Um, with this show, I'm getting levels of excitement that I haven't really had since the first couple seasons of Lost. I can see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. It does kind of remind me about that at times. Where... Every week, it's something different. While it continues on with what happened the week before, right? But every week, it's something different. And every week, especially during the first few seasons, we're leaving you so confused but intrigued and wanting to know and see more. 
and starting to go down rabbit holes. Like Lost came, Lost came around at a really good time because it was not the start of the internet, but it was the start of a lot of things going on on the internet. Like message boards a lot, you know, like uh, even podcasts. That was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Was the official Lost podcast with Damon and. Uh, uh, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse that they started in like season four, I think it was season three. Uh, that was like one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. And that kind of was an official podcast. And that era of, I was on the, you know, IMDB message boards talking about that show. And, yeah. And everyone throwing their wild theories out there. Yeah. And, but I haven't had this much intrigue and excitement in a show since I've watched like that first episode of Lost and those first couple episodes that first season where I was literally every week was like what is what is ha- what is going to happen next like you know and where obviously it wasn't binge-worthy which I need to finish Lost I need to binge that again to have all the diss but it is one of my favorite shows of all time, actually. So. Where you know, that was that was a point. That was one of the first I remember appointment viewings where Sunday night, like, it, like I think it was Desperate Housewives, and then Lost. Man, if you didn't watch Lost on Sunday night, and you went to, I was still in army time, and you went to work the next morning. Man, there was there was no. Hey, I haven't seen it yet. Keep the spoilers away. Nah, you was going to have to either go away from everybody because <laughs> you was going to hear about what was going on and wild theories and things. And that's one of the things I love about this is Friday comes. Um, I, I I keep myself off of social media when it comes to WandaVision. And try yeah, to I've, see started, sp- I've started muting WandaVision terms on Twitter on uh thursday night so that way when i wake up i don't see anything well like so i I get up early in the morning i check i check just for like major news i go on twitter just to check major news or whatever see what's going on um and then from there i don't maybe i'll get a chance once or twice during the day to do a real quick check but friday like because i'm busy and i'm delivering all day i don't really have the chance to like go through so right I'm lucky enough to where I can disassociate myself enough from it for, excuse me, a period of time to where until I get home, get on that couch, like I, I'm, I'm going to be completely in the dark about what happened. Um, and that, and that's great. Um, but yeah, this is, this is definitely conjuring up levels of excitement like that. Well, this is what's so good about it being weekly releases, you know, like uh, we have the time to talk about it, theorize and kind of digest the episode. I've been able to watch it, you know, some episodes I've watched three times a week. Sometimes I watch twice. Um, it's just, you know, so much better. Like like we've mentioned before, I think, you know, when you when you do it all at once you don't dominate the news cycle as much. Like when a new season of stranger things comes out, it's talked about for maybe a month, not even, uh, because then you get this whole awkward conversation where I ask Casey, I say, Hey Casey, have you watched stranger things season three? And he's like, yeah, I've watched the first three. And then I binge watched all eight already. And I'm like, Oh, wait until you see the rest. Let me know when you're done. 
and then he finishes it and then he says i'm done i'm like wasn't that crazy like you can't like talk about nobody's talking about like oh how good was episode four because you're usually talking about how it wrapped up by the time that you catch up on everything uh you have to avoid spoilers like crazy because somebody's always ahead of you you know yeah there's so- that <laughs> there's there's someone's always ahead there's someone who had to work and couldn't watch but a few episodes there's someone who like you're you're married so i don't know if you and i'm pretty sure you and your wife have a rule about you can't yeah, one of you can't watch, watch it. without yeah. the other so yeah, i've tried that like uh like i i said before i listened to fake doctors real friends with uh zach braff and, and donald Faison about scrubs um Zach Braff's girlfriend is away right now. So, you know, they they, they, they brought up WandaVision, but he was like, hey, I, I haven't watched it yet um, because I can't watch it till she gets back. So, like, you know, you have to tiptoe around certain things because or you have to be a bad spouse or bad significant other and break that rule, which can cause a divorce, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it makes it tough. And, you know, like I've seen a lot of sentiment about WandaVision specifically where people are like, well, this doesn't fit the weekly model. We should have been able to binge it. And I just don't know what those people are thinking. Because I, I hard disagree I like, with that. I think this is perfect too. for a weekly this model. This is perfect. It was a little slow in the first two. That's why they gave you two on one week. And since then, it's been weekly. And it's been so great to be able to discuss all of this. And, um,. You know, since episode four, especially, it's been kind of like, okay, we're getting the real world stuff and the, you know, Westview stuff, and things are starting to really escalate here. We got three left, and man, am I excited. So yeah, if you, it definitely picked up once we started getting outside the hex. Yes. Yeah. Um, not to say that the first couple episodes were bad, because it was just pretty much contained of what was going on with Wanda Vision. But right. once you start bouncing back and forth and you're seeing things from other points of view or you're seeing outside the hex and you can kind of see stuff in their monitors about either what's going on right. or stuff that you might have already seen or stuff that you're like, oh, man, like, you know, we found out a couple weeks ago that there's there's actually more stuff that's going on that we don't see from these episodes, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And you're wishing like, oh, I wish I could see these quote-unquote lost episodes of WandaVision that they get to see from outside the X. Yeah. It's, uh... We, we, we could talk all day about this series, seriously. Um, we, we sometimes do. Uh, we get really close to an hour and a half each one. Man, when you add up how long, how long the episodes are and then you add up how long our podcast episodes are, it's gonna be, uh, maybe very long very long time we we go longer than the episodes are um if you want to give us your thoughts and your theories you can reach us on twitter at to infinity saga uh email us at marvel plus recaps at gmail.com or facebook.com slash infinity saga beyond uh we will catch you all next week when we break down episode seven i can't wait to see what that's titled the titles have become a little bit of a a fun thing as well for me uh, as we started getting them, uh, I'm so glad they did name them. And it, you know, when we first recorded episodes one and two, it was just called episode one and two on Disney Plus. So thankful for the titles. 
And we will catch you all next week with episode seven.